some people the other day about the time when Drew would just walk up to you, put his finger in your pocket, God. and just stand, or he'd orbit you. Yes, oh. yeah, the orbiting was bad, but the finger, the finger in my pocket, and following just behind me while we had clients in the building. Oh yeah, that didn't know us. Yeah, that was that was, was great. Was he a student at the time? Of or course, was he, of yeah, course. Great. Yeah. So I mean, what, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyways, we're recording. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oh, wow, Dan. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Boom. Uh, well, in that case, welcome to the Unmanageable Podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm Dan. Still Brian. And I'm Devin. He's new. <gasps> he's, he's here. He didn't know what we do. He's alive. You, I know. It's probably listened? because he doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, you don't. Do you listen to the podcast? I do listen to the podcast. Lies. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> what was episode four? Allegedly. 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 It's allegedly. Look, oh, I boy. can see all the metrics of the people that listen, and your town doesn't show up. <laughs> I think it is important to make a note, though, just for the listeners on my end, that yeah. I am not divorced. Uh, Michelle just had a, another engagement. Wh- wow. So why would tonight. Why yep. would everybody automatically... Never mind. No. You yep. know what? Let me know. No, I get it now. Uh, never mind. Yeah, because literally your interactions on here seem to be leading towards divorce. <laughs> so, it so, is a roadmap. Yeah, like, I yeah. think we're happily married. <laughs> Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> I love her. I got her some 5W30 oil for her anniversary. Well, now. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I know, I know I one know of the things the you're getting is. for your birthday. You know, a Ooh. lot of people know that. Apparently, Blaine knows that. I don't know it. Dude, I... It's, disappointed it's, now. it's not particularly just whisper it to him <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, if anybody else is uh, unaware we're all wearing headphones so it doesn't matter what i say brian's gonna hear it so earmuffs brian earmuffs <laughs> yeah earmuffs, earmuffs. Brian. all right go ahead <laughs> <laughs> no uh i mean i will i will say this and you'll get this joke when you see what they are, are. older uh yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe yeah uh once we have the talk um what one of the one of the gifts that she got you uh is either purely pragmatic or wonderfully exciting depending on how you choose to deploy them and where what does pragmatic mean practical jesus christ i'm just saying some people like Devin, might not know oh oh is this like your friend down the street (laughs) (laughs) except his friend down the street is here yeah yeah anyway um you live down the street we'd hang out all the time no you would we though no no no. i don't like people that much (laughs) no you you would bear i think you guys would be barely on like nodding as you drive by Not even, not even your a friends, full hand wave. Like your one your partner's in a to, company yeah. and still just be like, it's a Tuesday. So, so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, speaking of the company, uh, this is the Unmanageable Podcast. We are Sinking Ship Games. We finally have Devin, the uh, missing fourth person uh, of the original core uh, that is here and alive. She's pointing out Michelle was that she'll probably get mad at us for that one. Why? Because she's been there since the start. Remember, she used to get mad at us because we didn't do anything in meetings. Well, yeah. She that still gets mad true. at you for that. Yeah. That's accurate, yeah, actually. It's kind of our <clears throat> way. This is the way. Yes. Anyway, so we have Devin. He's here. This is fantastic. I don't know why we're whistling. Maybe it's because we're drinking at the he same did, time. He didn't get the reference. <laughs> I'm not the only person drinking no. on the podcast. No, yeah. Not- oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Getting drunk. Okay. Anyway. Um,. Yeah, no, I, I watch The Mandalorian. I'm familiar with that sound. <clears throat> so, uh, what do we do? We are a, we're a games company. We make games, plural. We are actually doing that. So, our, Says you. Uh, I mean, I'm doing something. I'm hoping that I'm going to sell them. That's what the whole point. We're That's your job. This crap. Yes. Oh, my God. We have to sell them? Apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not great at it. <laughs> Nonsense. We do- when we get in front of somebody, we can really do a job. Have you heard any of our ads for our own They're shit? Ter- they're bad. Anyway, uh, our flagship game, I Have an Adult the Board Game, is fantastic. Uh, you should definitely go to sinkingshipgames.com forward slash shop and buy a copy. Yeah. And then go play it a whole bunch. And then tell a bunch of people and like get this organic groundswell movement of uh, people buying and playing my game. Uh, totally and, organic. And, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And since Michelle's not here, I'll pretend to be her about the socials. Somebody ask me what our socials are. God, are we on socials? We are. And not yet. What? What are they? They are on the socials. 
Perfect. God. What 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 accounts do we have? A Twitter, mm-hmm. a Facebook, okay. an Instagram, okay. a TikTok. Yes. Yep. Is you need a, a TikTok. <laughs> Uh, YouTube. YouTube, yes, very good. Yes, we are also. Uh, we would like to tell you what all those things are, but none of us know because we're literally not the people that do that. Uh, that's Michelle and Coop, two wonderful members of this team. Yes. And uh, they handle so much on the back end that we literally could not do these things without them doing those things. And uh, case in point, we don't even know the names of our accounts. That's that's kind of where we are. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but if you search Sinking Ship Games on any one of the major social media platforms, you will find us. Yeah, uh, after I, you scroll for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip, if you're looking on uh, YouTube, uh, search in channels, not videos, because... You get some weird stuff on yep. YouTube. There's you a lot of weird stuff sinking about... Sinking Ship yeah. Games. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, before we get to uh, the news... I have to share a story that happened to me recently, okay? so Did the test results come in? Yes, it comes back. I've got terrible luck. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm positive for the worst luck. It's a blood test now. Yep. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, Fucking love these buttons. (laughs) Yeah, they're great. Uh, So anyway... Uh, in connection to our game, uh, I am an adult the board game, we have what we call adulting moments. And you yep. can go and you can find these things on uh, TikTok or YouTube, particularly on YouTube. We have a whole series of videos that are adulting moments, which is just us sharing real life experiences that are just like unbelievably adult that happen. Not like yeah. adult in the like search engine adult, but in the I mean, just real life adult. Fair. Yeah. So in the one of the like the most adulting things that have ever happened to me, uh, I I have a or I had a uh, a Jeep Wrangler, 1998 Jeep Wrangler. This this car has been in my family since 1999, when my father had mint a legit. Oh, not like mint. N- no, no. <laughs> when my father had a legit midlife crisis when uh, his first grandchild was born, he bought a boat, he bought all new clothes, he got glasses, grew a mustache, and bought a Jeep. <clears throat> all did, of that at once he, huh? i swear to god within within weeks jesus yeah so it was so weird that is anyway, a hard turnaround it really was uh so anyway he, he's got this jeep and the thing is he didn't get like a good jeep he got the most gutless wonder of jeeps that ever was <laughs> uh it was a four-cylinder automatic okay now Yikes. still a jeep right sure. still, still uh, fun to tool yeah. around in technically but not the best basically it was a brick with a sail on it and then you had like no anything to go like you would you would slow down going uphill um <laughs> it, it was it was terrible it was horrifying to drive on the interstate but it was really really fun and uh i ended up driving it in college uh it got totaled after uh after i gave it back to dad because nice. he let somebody else drive it right? so dan no longer meant yeah. So, oh, definitely, Damn. definitely not men. <laughs> then it was repaired, quote repaired, and Ooh. I'm talking like farm hand repaired, uh, <laughs> tractor parts and such. Like, I so mean, the question is, how many different stock colors was this Jeep? By the okay, time no, no, no. It, well, the good thing it was it was black, so it was very, very easy oh, to color okay. match, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter because it, it was barely running. All right, and it was it, it didn't feel like it wanted to go. Now I'm saying all this because this Jeep ended up like you know being totaled, brought back. It still somehow managed to stay in the family, and ended up like my dad gave it to my wife for like a dollar, uh, because my sisters were like, "Dad, why don't you give us in the Jeep? You don't, you can't drive it anymore." Sure, uh, you know, just like give it to him, whatever. So I take it, I put a bunch of money into it, I get it running, it's great, and we tool around it, and it's wonderful. And then it dies again, uh, as it do. Fast forward, we move, and I think you know what. It's time to sell the Jeep. But before I do that, I've watched a lot of these car shows. I'm going to flip this car. Oh, no. So I put four new tires on it. $900. Boom. Done. Oh. No big deal. I buy a buffer and buffing compound and all kinds of stuff. I polish that paint to just a mirror finish. I paint the fenders. I undercoat the car. Oh, God. I vacuum out the inside. You I post it much... on multiple places. Oh, no. And I'm getting, I'm like, I'm asking 8500 <laughs> and I'm getting just bite after bite after bite. I've got dozens of people asking for this car. I get finally somebody come out. They actually are on my property standing right next to the Jeep. They offer me $6,500 cash in hand to buy this thing and i'm like yeah you know what screw it why not now other side of the story is i'm trying to get another car to drive to work and i've already spent the money that i'm supposed to be set using the sale of this car to reimburse myself for and what reasonable vehicle did you purchase i bought a very practical dodge challenger (laughs) (laughs) 
You know, I appreciate that you traded one midlife crisis for another midlife crisis. I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis. Right. Uh, this is the way. But <laughs> Dustin, you, you want to you wanna go ahead and give us your age real quick? I'm 40. Uh-huh. And you decided to buy what? A Dodge Challenger. Mm-hmm. Here's why it's not a midlife crisis. Would the I jury like to deliberate? No, 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 no. Let me let me clarify. Let me say why this isn't a midlife crisis. Because this is just a. I finally have the means. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> it just happens to be that I'm like I was 40. But anyway, so here's where the here's where things go really really terrible. I sell this car. They drive away. We are sad. This car is very sentimental. My wife yes. and I basically fell in love in this car. So she's like teared up and it's leaving and I take a picture as it as it leaves the driveway and I'm like all right it's Does the it end explode? of a, it's end it's end of a, of a of an era here. 30 minutes later I get a phone call from the buyers. They are on the side of the road. Oh no. The engine has exploded. <laughs> and by exploded I mean the inside of the engine erupted out of the oil pan like a scene from Alien. Oh god. There were literal holes the size of, like, walnuts through the oil pan. Multiples. So the inside of that engine shredded and then exploded out the bottom, Jesus. almost killing the driver and the oh person following. Nobody was hurt, thank God. Yeah. But I'm standing there, standing next to a stack of cash. <laughs> yep. No legal obligation whatsoever to even answer the phone. <laughs> But I'm not that guy. So I got in my car, the new one. Yep. That the $6,500 was supposed to reimburse my down payment on, by the way. Yeah. Uh, And I drove out to give these people their cash back and just take the title back and send them on their merry way. And then me and my wife sat on the side of the road for an hour (laughs) waiting for a tow truck driver to come and take away this dead, broken super shiny jeep (laughs) and just jokingly i said to the tow truck driver as he's pulling this thing through a puddle of oil i was like hey you don't know anybody that wants a lightly used jeep do you (laughs) (laughs) and he goes how much knowing myself the uh going rate for scrap i was like 600 deal so i went from 6500 to 600 in the space of Half an hour because the engine exploded. <laughs> and how much money would you say you lost between the undercoating, the tires, the polishing, and whatever it was you? Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred. Easy, easy. Yeah, mm. not counting not counting the fact you know just the years yeah. of of sure. putting money into of this car. Yeah. So yeah, uh, <clears throat> this car that was like indelibly connected to us. Sure. Um, is is dead uh-huh. and it died in the uh-huh. most massy way possible. Yep. Um just I mean and here's the thing. Here's how you know my luck sucks. When that thing drove away, I was like this story's not done. <laughs> there was a part of me that was like nope. That's not the last time I'm seeing this fucking car. And it wasn't. It wasn't. So anyway, that's like the uber adulting moment. Now, you know what the worst part of that whole thing is? is we're going to have a hell of a time fitting that on a card somehow. <laughs> It'll have to that's, be like a pop-up card. That's probably going to turn into a calamity. Yeah, yeah. And somehow 100%. it's going to be a much, a yeah, much worse yeah, 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 yeah. financial So, I mean, Ryan, it's... can you explain what a calamity is? Oh, so in I'm an Adult, the board game, which I assume everybody's buying that's listening to right. this. Right now. I mean, in this moment. Uh, pause what... the podcast, buy the game, play, play it, it, come yeah. back, and then you'll understand. Yeah. But go ahead, but, Brian. Uh, so these terrible, awful things that happen to you are life-altering. Uh, one, and my favorite one, is the butt cancer one, which will uh, can make you not able to sit down for the rest of the game. Yep. Uh, but they will strip you of every financial asset you have. Yeah. And uh, you know, they'll break your they'll break yeah. your will to continue. I'm thinking off the top of my head as a calamity for this car that the engine exploded, but it killed the driver. My God, no, oh, man. no, no, or Rough. maimed them. No. It named them, but it's another player. And it there we go. I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay. That, right. that I'm okay and with. You were on the hook to pay for All right, it. that I'm okay with. But yeah, the people, yeah. That, the people that bought this car were incredibly nice, by the way. And they were so 
Sure. Like, I felt terrible because they were super excited about the Jeep and then it exploded. <laughs> and I mean, anyway, terrible, terrible situation. Uh, everybody's fine, though. We we came, we're, we'll be fine. It's just, uh, yeah, that uh, that was just like, I mean, come on. If somebody wrote that, they'd be like, this is bad fiction. <laughs> Like, nobody would believe that. We're like, let me get this straight. You had this car forever, and then you sold it, and, like, 20 minutes later, it exploded. Yeah. <laughs> Rewrites. That's Massey look right there. Yeah, but, but if you put in the X factor of, yes, but what about the Massey family? <laughs> what if, have, you, have you followed this story? <laughs> what if we put them in there? We're like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm surprised it didn't somehow kill future generations. Makes your, a lot more sense. Your family is the, the real equivalent of the, like, Ernest P. Worrell, if anybody's ever seen the, the Ernest movies. Particularly scared stupid. When his one ancestor did something that was cursed. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. got dumber and dumber. This is dumber. this is very, very true. Just look up General Nathaniel Massey and then watch the steady spiral downward from there. Uh, okay, so anyway, with that done, we're going to move on to uh, the normal podcast. Uh, and with a segment uh, we call The News. Hey, do you guys want to learn something? What are you doing? Why not? What? No, I'm just a friend. I hang out. You know? Why are you like this? <laughs> what? This is just me, you guys. <laughs> he vacillates between like incredibly quiet and unbelievably loud and obnoxious. And I guess he chose incredibly quiet and mildly racist. There's... What are you doing? Is that racist? It's Italian. Is it? <laughs> it's just a voice. I thought it's it was Italian. nobody in particular. I took it for Italian. Who else heard Italian? I don't know. I don't know what that was. I, 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 oh my God. <laughs> You want to see the news? Well, it's a good thing we don't have any listeners in Italy. Yeah. Uh, and we won't. Great. <laughs> yeah, do we still have the guy in Ireland? I don't know. How do you not know? Because you know, I, it just says that there's a one person is listed in Ireland. Michelle it doesn't say that they a, keep on listening. Uh, a, a depressing point. It could have been a VPN. Uh, probably not. Based on, well, I mean, it could have been, but I don't know why you would do that. Why would you want to hide your tracks? And, oh, did you, like, did you research it, Devin? Oh yeah, yeah. Can we go back and talk, uh, make fun of uh, Dustin's family history? Again? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No! Oh, God, I love this. There is one hundred percent time for stealing that. the fucking reins of the show. Do it, Devin. Yeah. So uh, Nathaniel Massey was born in Goochland, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> this makes so is, much sense. Is that next to Taintville? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be right next to Taintville. It's right between Ballsburg and Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> It's all making sense now. Grundle, West Virginia. <laughs> hey, man, I've been there. It's all right. It's all the right. people are good people there. It's a little, it's a little humid. It's a little humid. <laughs> I got myself into a sticky situation oh, in Grundle man. one time. Da down in the hollers, it gets a little... Yes, yes. Okay, so, yes, Dan, thank you for letting me know where Nathaniel Massey was born. Good old gooch. <laughs> Good old Goochland. Is there a family plot in Goochland? Hell if I know. <laughs> we live in we live in what we call Massyville. Oh, what's now. his legacy? Oh, for God's sakes. It's not good. Does it have a legacy part? Oh, there it, there's a whole section oh, on it. Oh, this man. is on Wikipedia. This, this is too many words. I know. <laughs> there's a whole basically, book. basically here's what happened. He was offered Ohio and he turned it down. He did. Because <laughs> Dustin's family thought Nah, what's better is our shithole property in the Adirondacks somewhere. Adirondacks, Appalachia. Appalachia, sorry. Yeah, Adirondacks. <laughs> Either way, Jesus. they opted for a hill country yep. that they couldn't really farm. Nope. And no. it wasn't Ohio. Yeah, it was no. Ohio. I mean, it's in Ohio. And I mean, much like the Worrells got dumber and dumber, the Masseys got poorer and worse <laughs> luck yes. as time went on. This is accurate. <laughs> angrier and more redheaded <laughs> yeah there are That's pictures <laughs> of my uh my family uh that you you see it and you go but there weren't cameras back then and it's because they just have not like they just like but that mm. isn't that a hist like it, the, the, how are they living in a cabin that you can see through from both sides <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, no, it was not. It was not great. So we went from General Nathaniel Massey to you know living places like Hog Run. Uh, anyway, you want a new lead in for the news? I just came up with a new one. Oh, for God's sakes! Fine. All right, uh, let's move on to the news. New, 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 new news. News. I'm sad for you. Anyway, so. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> 
He's been waiting so patiently. <laughs> so I see you've changed the sound pads. We All of them. them yes. All of them except for the sad trombone. Yeah, oh, we, good. I'm glad that that's the one we We got. needed that one for your jokes. Oh, I hate you both. Okay, so uh, in the news. This podcast. Thank South, you very much. South Lake Tahoe, California. Uh, you place. may have heard about a bear oh, yes. uh, terrorizing the town. Oh, uh, his nickname is Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank. Yep. Hank the Tank is 500 pounds of black bear that has been just all over the place, uh, like breaking into houses and things like that. But people have described Dan's mom in the same way. Nice. That's that's ridiculous. Anyways, you were saying? (laughs) Anyway, Hank the Tank (laughs) is actually three bears. Like stacked on top of each other in a trench coat. (laughs) And that's it. I'm going to leave it. It doesn't get better than that. One one ticket for the baby. There are three three small bears standing on top of each other in a big bear suit. Um, that's, that's why the, yeah, mm-hmm. they're just, they're three normal sized bears looking like one giant, giant bear. <laughs> no, just, uh, just, uh, just to clarify, uh, they, through DNA evidence, they've determined that it's actually three individual, good Lord, massive 500 pound bears that oh, are doing all Lord. of this, uh, this stuff, including breaking into people's houses while they're there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and being chased off by uh, by local police, they are working on capturing them and uh, re- and like putting them into yeah. Them. Well, no, not rehabilitating. I mean, well, you'd have to put circus them on a bears. They're turning them into circus. Bears. Uh, no, they're going to they're going to move them to a suitable habitat. So these bears are not going to be put down, which is what a lot of people were like worried was going to happen. Um, so anyway, uh, Hank the Tank is actually a, like a whole like battalion. Which Hanks is, the tanks. Yeah, Hanks, Hanks, the, Hanks tanks. the tanks. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Let me see. Moving on. Okay. Um, in science news, uh, DARPA and NASA uh, accidentally created a warp bubble for interstellar travel. What? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we've joked multiple times that, like, look, you need to give up on the, like, the like Star Trek people need to stop, like, thinking you're going to get warp drive. Um, That's why I live in the Sequest future. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Talking That's dolphins, the boy best scientists. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Underwater submarine fights. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. We go to another planet in season two for no reason. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it gets abducted. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are clearly not a diehard fan no, of Sequest. No. When I was it a really child shows. and it was on originally, I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> You're not a sequestrian? No, no. Sequester not. <laughs> sequester. <laughs> anyway. What a learned joke Devin. yeah uh so anyway darpa and nasa uh they actually uh inadvertently in a micro scale uh created enough uh like this type of energy and i'm not going to get into it because i don't know how to pronounce the word uh al cube al i don't know uh it, it it's spelled funny and that's all that matters sure. uh the 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 basic <laughs> is um they created a microscopic experiment uh while researching energy how enter how energy distributes around wavelengths and uh effectively created the uh type of energy that is missing from the warp drive theory so the the, oh, the concept shit. is that uh you compress space or you bend space behind a ship right, and then you yeah. compress it in front of it and it effectively is your mo- it's like a surfer riding a wave that is the, yeah. the general idea uh what they the the problem with that original theory was that the math rewi- required energy that didn't up exist. to that point didn't exist well at this point it theoretically does and nice. that is crazy <laughs> um that's just that's just bonkers uh but yeah so there we go uh devin's taking a sip and he's brought up something on his phone so i suspect and bear in mind devin works in the aerospace industry (laughs) without telling us what you do because you can't it's it's classified what do you do (laughs) (laughs) how's the spotlight feel bud well have you ever this is great. Have you this, is, heard... this is amazing. <laughs> what what I do specifically... Have, have you ever herded cats? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but with engineers. Okay. <laughs> that, that's really the best explanation of what I do. And do you work on civilian projects, or are these like military projects? Eh, a little bit of both. Sure. 
yeah. whatever floats your all way. Kind of, all kinds all kind of get man, blurry in my world, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <clears throat> you building so, a missile silo and, in a playground. Devin, what's your uh, what's your your college degree in? Oh, my degree is in music. Great. <laughs> what specifically? Ah, percussion. Okay, yeah. qualified. So you're a drummer. I I am a percussionist because <laughs> I know several ways to play things. a shaker. Ah, Jeez. yes. Drummers don't know that. <laughs> Are you skilled at the triangle? I, I am proficient at the triangle, yes. Yeah. Oh, I, boy. I, am, I am familiar with the repertoire. <laughs> and yet, and yet, in his professional uh, career, wh- how, what's the highest level of percussion you've, you've made it to? Like, actually, is paid? there a first chair for percussion? No, I think there's just the percussionist. Well, yeah, just I mean, the there's one. first chair. I mean, absolutely, in, like, orchestral uh, situations. What's right, but you never got there, so what's the highest no, level? No, no, so I, I always made more money playing things like bass and guitar, which I have no formal training in. And those aren't percussion. They are not percussion, no. Now, and... Devin uh, did use his engineering brain to once make himself a keytar so that he could be more down in front when playing keys mm. in a band. I just, Which you know, I, I find very amusing. I hate being boxed in, you know, and sure. I just it, it, it yeah. felt it felt like a cage, man. It felt like a cage. Can't hold them down. And, you know, <sighs> so one one time, my my, my old band, we we're uh, we we're playing a gig, and the saxophonist, there's there's this girl, and she was kind of, she's a little overserved. Maybe someone should have cut her off, but she bit the saxophonist, <laughs> <laughs> and. You know, after <laughs> how did she get close enough to border? What is a bar gig? You know, okay, yeah, not not where something. where did she bite oh, the saxophonist? Uh, it was it was down on uh, well on the neck. My God, yeah, what? Like a vampire? Jesus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but but sake. after that, you know, I thought you know maybe my cage isn't so bad. I, I can hang out behind the keys. That's cool. Maybe the That's box him. is for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Playing some rowdy churches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Fucking Ash. Moving on with the news. Ridiculous. Uh, in entertainment news. Um, so it turns out uh, in the world of sequels, nobody asked for, they, uh, <laughs> HBO Max is asking the original star, Peter Billingsley, to come back yeah. and no. star in the sequel to... 1983 is a Christmas story. Oh, you know there's already a sequel. What? Yes, I think I, I think that I have stars Daniel Stern. <clears throat> oh no! Yeah, really? which is sad because you know Daniel Stern shouldn't be in that. Oh, that makes <laughs> it me was very a straight sad. to video. Uh, no, yeah, about Ralphie as a teenager and he wants to borrow Dad's car. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, Christ. that makes me feel gross. Um, not as gross as the fact that this has to take place in the seventies because yep. the original one took place in the forties. So uh, this will be Ralphie with his kid. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with this is gonna be bad. Bad seventies story. Um, yeah. I mean, it's gonna. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see how that could possibly be so stop as wholesome. The but uh, they're they're gonna try. That's what they said anyway. Um, wow. In other science news, so this is um, kind of, I don't know, not morbid, but it's kind of, it's crazy. It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Uh, scientists accidentally. Accidentally? <laughs> accident. Well, I mean, because they didn't quotes. know this was going to be happening. Sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's assume it was an accident. Uh, they uh, accidentally captured the first ever EEG scan of a dying human yep. brain. Mm-hmm. Which Ooh. they say reveals possible proof that your life does actually flash before your eyes. Really? Those mm-hmm. camera rays. So uh, what ended up happening was there was a patient uh, who had it was an 87 year old man and he had developed uh, uh, epilepsy. So he was having an EEG done and while it was going on, he literally had like a heart attack and died. So during the time that he was in there and the machine was on, it captured the like leading up to and the final and during that time, the like waves that uh, indicate like uh, dreaming and memory were going crazy. Ooh. So the thought is, and again, they say like, "Look, we can't, we can't be absolutely sure." But well, like, we can't ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you can, but I just. Uh. But anyway, the whole uh, the whole concept of like your life flashes before your eyes. That like anecdotally, people have said like who've had near death experiences and things like that are like, oh my god, my life flashes. Whatever. Well, apparently there's maybe some science behind that, which. I don't know how I feel about that. Great, cool. Because, I mean, just the memories I have, I don't particularly, like, I, I don't know about y'all, but, like, I have some, like, I have memories that kind of wake me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, like, God, that was well, embarrassing. That's not what I want to well, go through. Now, you know Maybe what, Dustin? the good it, ones. At least now. You don't know. At least now, there's a chance you'll get to relieve the death of that Jeep again. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the end of that story. <laughs> Here's that the thing. moment where you were sitting there like, I'm going to see that Jeep again. I'm not, is confident, right. I'm not confident that my story with this Jeep is done. Ooh. Now, now th- there's been some discussions out there that generational trauma is pr- passed down uh, genetically. Ooh. So that brings to that makes me wonder: Will you also really relive the uh, memories and traumas of everyone all the way go, going all the way back to Goochland? Ooh, ooh! Will you oh, also yeah, turn you down Ohio? Do, do you think? Do you think they had like a covered wagon that was like the equivalent of your Jeep <laughs> at some point that, that got over? I mean, the there's hill, there's a reason that they didn't get further smoke. than the Ohio River Valley. <laughs> I'm imagining a reality TV show of the Masseys, but it's like, welcome to Goochland. They and already did the whites of West Virginia. three-wheeler <laughs> off-road vehicle. Three-wheeler. <laughs> yeah, because you all would have one. Yeah. Yes. Okay, true, true story. My dad, with my grandmother... And like, and I want to say like five of her, fit over uh, ten children, um, oh eleven. Sorry, eleven total children. Uh, instead of having a sled, use the hood of an old Buick or like a Dodge. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why buy a sled? And and on a hill that probably went down at more than a forty-five degree angle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they used that as a sled to go like sledding in the Appalachian Mountains. Sure. Um. This is this is how my father grew up. This is my family. Uh, that is, I don't know if you guys have ever lifted the hood on one of those old cars, yeah, but they're, they're like a quarter inch thick stout. steel. No, we yeah. paid people to work. They're on They're so so heavy, <laughs> and and definitely arrow shaped. Like <laughs> so very much so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's... I pretty much picture your entire family is just cousin Eddie from the vacation movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Neck for me, perfect Clark. story to encapsulate okay. like my family and what my dad grew up like. Okay, so <laughs> it's a two-parter. Dad and his uh, younger siblings uh, had to take care of a hog that they're they're they had just had the one right. This is that's, normal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you were going to be a real farmer, you'd have lots of animals. Sure. In this case, yeah. they had a hog, right? And uh, for whatever reason, they decided they were going to ride this thing. Well, that's not what they don't like you to do that. So dad is riding this thing. <laughs> Wait, and, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's riding this thing. And my uncle Jimmy is like, he's not going. Or dad's like, he's not going fast enough. Like it was barely like wobbling around. So my uncle Jimmy hits it in the ass with a board with a nail in it. Sure. And of course, this massive hog is like, well, that I didn't like that. <laughs> but, you know, I mean. Do it again. No, he was like, stop it. So he just leaned back and he, the only thing like the hog in the hog's brain was like, oh, it's clearly this stupid thing that's sitting on me that, that that's what caused this pain. So he reached back and like bit dad in the calf and like took a chunk out of his leg. Right. Nice. Which put dad in a, like a bandage and he had to be on a, in a wheelchair. Now this is Appalachia. <laughs> So it is, it is the, it is the place that time forgot. So the, he is in this old wooden wheelchair, like the big ones, like like the the ones with the front wheels. Yeah. 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 With the, with the big front wheels and the little ones on the back, like, like freaking FDR. (laughs) (laughs) And of course his hillbilly brothers. And of course he's a hillbilly himself. Uh, they think, Hey, you know what? This is a chair on wheels. You know what we should do? Let's drag George up the hill and then roll him down. So my grandmother <laughs> confirmed this story because she was she was like she said she was at a window she thinks she was like washing dishes or whatever and she could see my dad being pulled and trying to fight like <laughs> but you know it's it's a big wicker back like chair so like he really couldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, so he's being pulled up the hill and they just let him go. So she said it was just arms up, chair bouncing, and then he like tumbled. And it was just like arms, legs, dust, <laughs> arms, legs, and then explosion. And there was nothing left recognizable of that chair. It was just wood shards. And of course, dad broke like his other leg. Yeah. Uh, somehow, but that was like his only injury. But I mean, th- these children basically tried to kill each other on the regular. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's like, I mean, that was just entertainment in Appalachia. So that's my, I mean, that that's one generation back. 
That's <laughs> do, you, do you understand? Oh Lord. <clears throat> I hate to say it's been going downhill, but <laughs> so anyway. Uh yeah, so with that little uh, that little tale, uh, that's the end of the news. And uh, actually, guys, it's time for us to uh, sell some shit. Oh, Dan, I'm gonna hit a button. I don't know is what it, this is, one's is, gonna. Is what do you mean you don't know what it's gonna do? One? We're gonna find out. Okay, roll the dice. <laughs> I didn't love that. That's the worst <laughs> transition. I am. I am so disappointed. Here, I'll try another one. Appropriate for the disappointment. What a what a great transition to selling our stuff. Anyway, St. Patrick's Day is just around the corner. You know, the holiday where everyone is suddenly Irish. Yeah. Well, coming from someone that is actually Irish, in part myself, uh, I can tell you nothing encapsulates the luck of the Irish quite like I am an adult. The board game. That's accurate. That's not to say that we have any good luck, or you'll have good luck playing this game. Uh, but rather than phrase luck of the irish is oxymoronic i mean has there ever been a less lucky group of people than the irish <laughs> i mean really they don't have trees there anymore because the english cut them all down yeah potato famine potato yeah. famine you know most the of their hunger. songs are about how to die or That's how they true. died or you know maybe they're gonna die i don't or know it doesn't matter they're very died. happy sounding but they're terrible uh <laughs> Anyway, I can tell you, and based on the stories you've already heard, that luck has never helped me at all. Uh, anyway, this game plays uh, on that sort of cursed luck in a very hilarious way. So just when you think you've made it, or that it couldn't get any worse, the game is there to surprise you. I'm an adult board game. It's just like real life, only shorter and more tragically hilarious. And Irish. You're supposed to play a transition. Oh, okay. No, uh, he's we'll so bad at this. Whatever this one is. And we're back. <laughs> I'm so jazzed. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, that was a recent new song from the band Slaughter. <laughs> that was Ride the Pig. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, well, it is now time for uh, a part of the show that we call Brian's Bits. Hey, get out of there. Welcome to Brian's oh, Bits. what the hell was that? Dude, you fucked it up, that, man. There's yeah, you killed thing. it. We're going to roll into it again, but just wait. I'll cue Dan for it. Well, yeah. how the hell am I not supposed to respond to something like that? Well, you just wait. Welcome to Brian's Bits, medical treatments of days past. Brought to you by science? Wow. I've been <laughs> transported back to 1980s public television. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is that is three, two, one contact level. Yeah, yeah sound. Really there's awesome. a stretched out videotape somewhere. <laughs> oh my god, I was drinking when you said that. Oh, that almost came out my nose. So, oh, we all know bloodletting, but why? <laughs> you didn't even tell us what the bit is. Okay, Man. just. Dustin She's asked me to in, look huh? into this because apparently you all enjoy this <laughs> to know about old medical things, but particularly this one is medical treatments from way back in the history okay. machine. Now, nice. now, admittedly, I was like, "Hey, maybe you should like look into like what old, like old timey people, like how yeah. they, what they actually, how they thought the uh, the body works." Yeah. yeah. So this is kind of along that lines, but really the different medical treatments for certain ailments. Okay. Um, I mean, which, wasn't it all just? cut him open pretty much <laughs> okay a lot of it was uh, cut him open <laughs> most doctors believe that every disease and routine sickness was the result of a little bad blood so for bloodletting they would drain people yeah. but it wasn't just doctors it was also a common practice that your local barber would get into right going to work get a shave a little bloodletting you're feeling better but what about mercury <laughs> about mercury brian <laughs> the, the number of times that mercury shows up it's a lot and then, it strikes again you, you got a little syphilis or a headache mercury <laughs> <laughs> want to walk on water mercury what want to be immortal Wait, what mercury oh, what no yeah, i'm gonna need that's, an explanation that's all i can give you <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about some uh, some medical issues 
and what they would do. Uh, but, you know, one of the number one causes of infant mortality back in the olden days Lord. was absolutely attributed to their teeth. I think we can all agree on this. It's science, right? What? <laughs> so there's a practice <laughs> what? known as gum lancing. No. Oh, no, no, I'm not happy. No, 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 It's not great. No, no, no. So scientists would study kids and little infants that would die between six and two years of age, which they were like, hmm, what could possibly be causing this? <laughs> you know, they also grow teeth around this time. Oh, no. So they thought Do, do you think it's the river brain. of human excrement in the street right outside? No, no, no. no. Teeth. <laughs> The Peace. look on Devin's face right now is... <laughs> well, Devin is looking at whatever Brian is looking at, so... Well, so how do they combat the evils of teething? Well, they would... Uh, they would bleed kids, they would blister them, and they would put leeches on their gums. But oh. along came a practice uh, called gum lancing, in which a doctor would actually go in... And this is the worst one. We'll get to fun ones after this. Yeah, like, yeah boy, I'm having They a would time. actually <laughs> cut the gums up to reveal the teeth ahead of time. No! no. Because they thought that that was better to just get the teeth in. No! And that way you wouldn't have to do it. But they would do this to these poor kids like ten times. <gasps> oh, my God! Yeah. Let me, it wasn't let me, just Let me ask you, how cutting. many times did they die from infection? <laughs> oh, it killed a bunch of kids. Sure, okay. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. <laughs> They did this up Why? until the 1900s. They already had it though. coming anyways with the They did this up to the yeah, 1900s? Uh it was it's in a textbook as late as 1938. Oh my god. Fuck you it is. Yeah. But let's get to a fun one. Well, I great. Think we all know uh about women's bodies as a group of four men. I think we can all assume no, yeah, we know is, everything we need to know. This is the quorum that would know. And clearly, yeah. there can be an issue that we can all agree on the title being called a wandering womb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've actually yeah, heard of this. They're, quote, no, they're notoriously not in one spot. <laughs> so ancient Greek doctors believed that a woman's womb was a separate creature with a mind of its own. <laughs> what? <laughs> According to the, this is in the writings of Plato and Hippocrates. Just like hanging out in there. When, when a woman was celibate for an extended period of time, her uterus, described as a living animal eager to bear children, could dislodge and glide freely about her body, causing suffocation, seizures, and hysteria. Right there, it is. This curious Jesus. diagnosis endured in some form time to the Romans and the Byzantines. Well, after doctors had learned that the wound was held in place by, you know, ligaments. Is it Byzantines or Byzantines? Byzantine is it Byzantines or I Byzantines? Don't know. It's Byzantines. Byzantines. Hey, let me let me but, ask you real quick. Uh, just out of curiosity, yeah. what was the treatment for hysteria? Well, I'll tell. <laughs> oh, uh, old treatment for hysteria. Uh huh. Oh, that's what we have to thank vibrators for. No, all right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those doctors were dirty. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, but if you were wanting to prevent a wound from going on a walkabout. <laughs> To find itself, <laughs> the the ancient that's, women that's were counseled. Journey. They were counseled Jesus. to marry and young and uh, marry young and bear as many children as they could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if a womb had already broken you knew, free, you knew this was going to turn. This was going to come back to have as much sex with men as possible. Yeah. Like that was but, what a joke. But say you're a little old. You've already had all the kids you can have, and your womb's just out there doing something. Yeah, like right. twenty three. It's running the yeah. streets. Do you know where your womb is? <laughs> it's nine o'clock. In that have case, you see your, your womb, womb today. today? In that case, you're going to want to take a therapeutic <laughs> bath. You might want to do some infusions or physical massages to try and force it back into position. Good lord! <laughs> they might even fumigate the patient's head with sulfur. What? <laughs> How the fuck does that help? <laughs> the logic is that this would... The womb would flee from bad smells and move back into its rightful <laughs> So they're, like, they're like smoking it out. <laughs> Like it out of a burrow or something. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. Get out of there, you old critter! Oh my god! So we all have uh, skulls. Oh I'm honestly god. surprised they didn't breed a dog to like chase a chase a womb back to where it's supposed to go. How do so, we know they didn't? I mean, it's very possible. So we've all got skulls, and the uh, ancient Babylonians thought most illnesses were the result of demonic forces. Clearly. Right. Fair. Yeah. You know, like so, modern science has proven. Their doctors were really more like priests or exorcists more than physicians. And uh, their cures definitely involved magic. Uh, and as an example of that, say, Dan, you grind your teeth at night. Yeah, as I do. So uh, Devin the healer 
might suspect that. Okay. Hey, why is Devin have to be the healer? Because <laughs> he's sitting to my left. All right. Why do you think Devin would be the healer? I don't know. I was just wondering if you're making a joke. No. All right. <laughs> wow. What's funny fucking about that? Dancing around that <clears throat> fucking monkey's paw ledge. Continue, please, Brian. It's not like, it's not like he's, uh, he's it's not turning like, red. <laughs> turning. <laughs> So Dan's grinding his teeth. Devin says, here's what you got to do. Okay. All right? Here's what you got to can, do. Can he tell me? Well, he's, he's, he's my He he's can my read healer. it. Yeah, please. You want to read that bit from starting from there? And You suspect something, Devin. I suspect that the ghost of a deceased family member was trying to contact <laughs> them as they slept. According to ancient necromantic texts, the doctor would recommend sleeping by a human skull for a week as a way of exercising the spirit. Oh my god. Wait, to ensure this disturbing treatment worked, the tooth grinder was also instructed to kiss and lick the skull ah. seven times ah. each night. Seven. Ah. What a very, very, very specific number. What I've really learned from this is I need to get a doctor who doesn't refer to himself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> But let's get real. Let's say, <laughs> let's say it's olden days. Dustin's got tuberculosis. As he would. Mm-hmm. What do we do? Well, we've tried giving him, putting him into a dry climate. We've tried, yep. you know, cutting back on all the different things he shouldn't have. Leeches, right? Leeches. We've, 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 we've we 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 put him. leeches all over his yeah. mercury. Right. We yeah. sucked mm-hmm. him dry as much as we could. Sure. Mm-hmm. Skulls. But next, we were like, I got an idea. It's called plumage. And what we're going to do... Like what a bird has? Sort of. <laughs> but we're going to actually cut a hole in uh, his lower left lung cavity. Uh, and we're going to fill it with lucite balls. What are lucite what, balls? Yeah, what are those? <laughs> what, geez, what, These are, are just, just moth balls? <laughs> pretty much. They're little <laughs> hollow like acrylic balls that they would fill the cavity in your lung with, which would then cause your lung, your upper lung to collapse... And this healed you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they they theorized that it would. I don't know how they theorized. That I was it gonna would say, healed you, but somebody was like, "Let's fill their lungs with balls." I know. And like, you're like, "Oh, this has got to be like a crazy this, old treatment." Is it 50s. like a scorched earth 50s? type thing? Like, like oh you know, if, if, like the what? 1950s. The 1950s. All right, I all you, all you revision, yeah. revisionist history motherfuckers that are out there, be like, remember the great, the golden era of the United States when we're 50s and the 1950s and the diners, then cutting you open and filling your chest full of balls. This, this is the same decade, around that same time, they came up with that machine that spins the lady to shoot a yeah, baby yeah, out of her womb. Yeah, thank you. Yes, a wandering yeah. womb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, your womb has wandered up to your shoulder, so <laughs> so I put her on the centrifuge legs out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh Brian, is that your is that the end of your bits? That that is the uh the winding down of my bits. <laughs> okay. Brian's so, bits are endless. Um to close out the actual podcast, we are going to close out and hopefully Devin will uh lean closer into his microphone and actually participate because he's been incredibly quiet. Uh we're going to bring <laughs> back a segment called Fun Facts. Hey, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Okay, so uh for those of you who haven't listened in a while, we used to do a segment called Fun Facts, which is literally just uh some facts that are uh I mean they're well they're facts. Yeah. Unbelievably so, but these things are real. This isn't news and it's not current necessarily, but these are actual things that have happened. Just fun. Yeah, they're just sort of interesting. So here's the thing. Uh the coast uh, of France has had quote Garfield phones washing ashore oh, yeah. since the nineteen eighties. What? Yep, there's a town in France. Yep. And since the 1980s, the classic Garfield phone, uh-huh. like, just has been washing up on the shore since forever, like, just since the 80s. I've known about this one, actually. Any reason? Or... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, now, there's only recently. Uh, <laughs> so, in the 1980s, phones in the shape of Garfield, the cartoon cat, began washing up on the, I don't even know how to pronounce this word, I-R-O-I-S-E coast. Devin? Say it again. I R O S E. I R O I S E. It's French. Come on. I don't speak French. 
I don't know. You got to sound like you're throwing up. And happy about it. Anyway. So we can't do Italian accents, but we can make fun of the French. Everybody hates French. Everyone can make fun of the French. It's so easy. We are not great. Look, I'm going to give up on saying this word just like they give up in war. Anyway. So it's on the Brittany region of France, wherever that is. But nobody knew where they were coming from. Then, 35 years into the mystery, a local farmer named René Morvan... Uh, revealed that a container ship carrying a f- the feline phones had been hit by a storm and ended up in a nearby secluded sea cave. Quote, you had to yep. really know the area well. <laughs> <laughs> we found a container around in a f- aground in a fissure. It was open. Many of the things were gone, but there was still a stock of phones. So... <laughs> So this is what happens when, uh, when like a 1980s cargo ship goes uh, gets just uh, gets missing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just the the cargo slightly. Or, you know, the, just, would the phones have not settled to the bottom of the ocean? No, man, they're plastic. Yeah. They're just floating around out there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, it's basically saying that it got stuck in such a way that like the ship didn't fully sink. It just got waterlogged enough oh. that shit was flowing out of it. Right. And, yeah. Uh, get it. Phones. Yeah. Yeah. Happened to be the thing. Okay. Now in an, in a story that is incredibly close to home. And I mean, right down the street. Yeah. Missouri has a highway pickle mystery that has been going on for years. Devin, you're nodding. Since 2012, drivers in the De Pere area of Missouri have found themselves quote in a pickle oh. for years, a random jar of what appears to be Nathan's Kosher Spears has sat on a barrier along high along a highway <laughs> off ramp connecting I two seventy north to Manchester Road. Is he looking at it? Bar- He's got a picture of it. Bar- right oh, I I looked it up. This- <laughs> Is the same chart? I sw- yes, there is a actual Google pin <laughs> as like a roadside attraction for, for these pickles. pickles. And nobody's moving the pickles. No. Barbara Steen, who lives nearby, <laughs> quote, every day for six years, I brushed my teeth, I got in my car, and I look for pickles. <laughs> <laughs> she says through that through all kinds of weather, as well as construction and protests that tempor- temporarily shut down the highway, <laughs> the pickles remained like there was some aura around it or something protecting it. <laughs> to my knowledge, the pickles are still there. It's probably because they're kosher. I'm. I mean, it, I don't. That I don't might think... be the worst joke that's ever been on this show. Oh, you think that's it? Yep. Hit it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Th- this this whole story sounds so. <laughs> Sorry. Seems like it's a pretty huge dill. Oh my god. <laughs> we have purposely and I apologize to everybody out there. We purposely avoid using puns, uh, and yet Devin has brought that that low humor into this podcast tonight. Hey, there's no reason to get salty. I hate you both. I'm gonna push this button, I legit don't know what it is. Oh, never mind. Oh, that was the, the last track. Uh, you gotta hold that there one. There you go. I know, but everybody okay. got upset last time. Yeah. All right, so here's the last fun fact. And uh, I say fun uh, in quotes. Uh, a dead jockey once won a horse race. Oh, I know this one too. Of course you do. <laughs> Frank Hayes wasn't even really a jockey. <laughs> he was a stable hand who sometimes filled in during races. Yep. On June 3rd, 1923, he won his first... And last, horse race. (laughs) At some point while riding the 20 to 1 long shot Sweet Kiss, Hayes suffered a heart attack and died. However, the horse finished first and Hayes' body was still mounted to the saddle. So So Sweet Kiss was declared the winner. Hayes, who was only 22, had been required to drop 10 pounds Mm. Yep. A water weight in the previous 24 hours. So it's yep. possible that dehydration and weakness uh, proved to be the lethal combination. I think that's pretty Yeah, fair. Considering that somebody who could be a jockey, like the size of a jockey, they don't really have 10 pounds to lose. No. Yeah. And to the horse's credit, if uh, somebody was riding me and they died, I would also go quick. I, I mean, I don't. Here's As the a thing. Horse. You know, if there get was it a, off, get it 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 off. That, <laughs> that is the reaction to having a, a dead body like strapped to your back. I mean, I'm, I'm no. with Jerry Seinfeld on this. I don't really think they know they're racing. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the jockeys or the horses? The horses. I oh? mean, frankly, I, I, I mean, just come on. I, uh, that horse was just like, okay, this is what we do on this thing. 
Yep, that, that bell went off and I do this. I All it does is it shows that the jockeys aren't really doing anything. <laughs> or at least they weren't in 1923. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's my last fun fact. Oh. Wow. Do we, Devin, do you have anything you want to say? No, Devin wants to eat an apple and occasionally, uh, you know, make some comments. He's, he's been drinking he's the entire time. That's again. really something. This podcast is great, guys. That's a a cosmic apple. It's a variation of the Honeycrisp. What a great first guest. (laughs) (laughs) This was horrible. (laughs) This was a terrible experience. I apologize. We're probably going to have to re-record the whole thing. (laughs) I'm going to get buried in Brian's backyard like the pool. Great, now I have to acknowledge it if I sell the place. <laughs> Seriously, do you have to disclose the fact that there's I a buried pool? That's a good question. I don't know. And because maybe, they didn't if, do you. That's the thing. If you're a real estate expert, please let me know here. Because it was not disclosed to me that I own a pool. <laughs> <laughs> the only evidence I have was a breaker at one point was labeled pool. Yep. Yeah, and the fact that, that your neighbors were like, but you know, you have a pool. Right? I thought that could have been an above ground <clears throat> pool, but my neighbor across the street was like, no, there's a beautiful pool back there. We used to use it all the time. It was wonderful. <laughs> Not anymore, you don't. Nope. Grass grows in a real nice rectangle, <laughs> you know, because it holds water there. Yeah. 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 yeah That's yeah. so strange. That is so bizarre. Uh, no. That's called an encumbrance on your property. Um, wow. Nope. Wow. Nope. We're not doing this. <laughs> You know, after thank after, you, after, Devin. After I appreciate that in, incredible. I, I've worn he, many hats in my life. As soon as we moved in, he found the marking like thing in the ground of where my property line was. He's like, right here. It's a steel stake that's down there. This is the property line. Yes, because the person with a what is it? A master's degree in percussion? Oh yeah. no, just just a bachelor's. Okay, just a bachelor's yeah. in percussion. Yeah. So the person nice. with a bachelor's degree in percussion and a master's in business has also done a fair bit of land surveying. We should also point out that he was just like the, George Washington. Were, you were the production manager for the the Redneck Tenors. Oh yes, the three Redneck Tenors, as seen on America's Got Talent. Great. Oh. He traveled the country with these guys. What do we call that talent? Well, they sing. Okay, so here's the thing. They were, and I don't care. I mean, hardly anybody listens to this, but like, (laughs) screw those guys. (laughs) Like, if they if they hear this, fine. You guys were if they hear this, great. So when they when they came to our when they came to our theater, their whole like thing is like this. uh, The the redneck tenors are these like hillbilly. Do this horrible like sticky schlocky uh, hillbilly esque like first act and then the second act these quote juilliard trained uh opera singers come out and they do this thing in their traditional opera garb with their capes and whatever and uh i remember like in the second act the the main one of the tenors was like standing right next to me in the in the wing and he was getting ready to go on and uh i was like it's a really nice uh it's a really nice low-key get up you got there like how you're kind of going for an understated feel because i mean he was wearing a fucking cape and he looked so like insulted well, yeah, like, that's his craft. I mean, that's my cape. I was like, dude, you really take yourself this seriously? You're you're just, you just went out there and made a bunch of, like, snaggletooth jokes, <laughs> and you had an outhouse on your stage. You cannot be this serious about this. So he did this whole thing. Now, at that point, as a performer myself, I'm like, okay, you're arrogant, and you just I, I got nothing for you. But he had this thing, and he didn't really explain it to me, but he needed me to bring out a microphone. And uh, as a technician, you're not usually supposed to be seen. But he brought out this, uh, he, he goes out on stage and he, he's talking to the crowd or whatever. And he's uh, he decides, you know, he calls for me to bring out a microphone. Well, I decide that I'm going to go into a little bit of character work and do like kind of basically like uh, some European clowning. And I come out and just, I, I deliver this microphone in a certain kind of just physical stance sort of way. I put it down and I'm very proud of myself. And, and the audience gets a chuckle and he immediately picks up on the fact that the audience likes me and decides that he is going to be petty and make fun of me with this bad joke. And he's like, you know, usually black pe- or black black people good work. He's like, usually when people wear black it makes them look thinner. And I and I took that and like mimed being like, you know, or played being like very flattered and I made, it took this like crazy pose about how like slender I looked. He was like, but not you. And basically just calling me fat on stage. And then I, knowing how to work a crowd, turned the entire crowd against him by, <laughs> by making my clown character very sad about that. 
and and I like sulked off and left him <laughs> on stage, having insulted this sweet, helpful little clown character. And I mean, I basically got off to the side and was like, "Yep, fuck you, dude." <laughs> Like, you may have studied opera, but I know how to work the room. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they don't like me. They just probably don't know me anymore. <laughs> they like, we, we were definitely not going to have them back after that. I mean, you didn't have a good experience, did you? <laughs> you don't want to talk about it? I've got a lot of love for those guys, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this is the best ending we've ever had, folks. <laughs> well, this is the extended cut. Fuck. He'll... He'll just cut into it and go, well, that's it for the Sinking Ship Games podcast. What that's the what hell? I don't know what we do here. Oh, my God. No, we've been going for like an hour and some change now. I'm baked. 2,479 bars. Because bars. apparently yeah, we've, you're we've, measuring we this in know. bars. We've already covered the fact that Brian can't keep know how time to over there. It's, because it's like an hour. No, don't click anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, you erased the whole thing. We've been going like an hour and a half. Yeah, no, it's we got a whole extra segment yeah. in there. Don't worry about it. It's all gonna get cut his, up and edited. His it's whole fine. Jeep story was fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that was just. I mean, my God, what a waste of time. Anyway, I had to cover the fact that Devin is here time. and uh, it doesn't talk. Yeah, I know. God, I. Didn't... It's when you put a microphone in front of him or a camera. Ugh, he took the. Screen <laughs> oh my off. God. Okay, before <laughs> this gets really, really bad, this has been the Unmanageable <laughs> Podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm Dan. Still Brian. And I'm Devin. Great. <laughs> Let's, let's get the hell out of here before anything worse happens. Oh, for God's sake. No. No. You know he likes to play his outfit. I know. I, I love do. ruining it. Okay. And that was hopping on the hog. <laughs> One more time. 104 the hog. <laughs>